Hello, I'm Chris Stoltz, Associate Curator in the Film Video Department here at the Wexner Center, and I'm here with a visiting artist, Jeannie Leota, who's been working in our art and tech studios on a new film called Crosswalk. We featured Jeannie's film several times over the years, including her previous film, Observando El Cielo. Over the course of the summer, you were here for a week or so in May, mm-hmm. and then now it's late August, early September, and you're here for another week. But obviously, you've been working on this film for years, as you said. So while you've been here at the Wexner Center in our studio, what have you been working on? Well, it's um, interesting, right, that it's these very short, compact time periods. Here I was gathering this footage over all this time, and was just sitting there in my drawer, and um, several artists that I know had spoken to me really glowingly about their experiences here at the Wexner, you know, being able to like really have concentrated time, which is something that we all need, of course, but Mm -hmm. artists and teaching artists in particular to get that kind of concentrated time to really focus on work is just so difficult, you know. So I um, came here in May and basically cut the whole picture. I mean, I had the roles all set up, and in two-week period of time, I could just sit here by myself. Everybody came and checked on me. I love having sidekicks, <laughs> you know, for people to come and laugh at my jokes and look at, you know, what I'm doing a little bit, but not too hard. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're still trying to discover the structure for a piece, what you really need is to be left alone yeah. without any distractions. And that's really what the Wexner offered for me. It was an unbelievable gift. Mm-hmm. I sat here and worked like a devil for, what, 12 days. Yeah. And um, when I left, I had, I had the picture cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I didn't have was the soundtrack ready yet. I mm-hmm. just had like, you know, raw footage and ideas. So this time when I came back at the end of August was with the idea to like really finish up the soundtrack. I worked on it a bit over the summer and brought it in here and worked with Paul Hill, who was, you know, the perfect person to work with for me because I'm, if you can't tell, a million miles an hour. <laughs> and I love to have uh, someone to work with as, as my sidekick and helper that was like super calm. <laughs> Doesn't get ruffled about anything. And so it really worked out well. And we did the whole, we, we were ahead of schedule. I mean, we had a week, and I think in pretty much three and a half days, we had the mix completely sewn up. Mm-hmm. So the Wexner has been, you know, an incredible boon to me. I don't know how long it would have taken me to finish this piece otherwise. So we have shown <clears throat> your film Observando El Cielo in the past, and if people haven't seen that, it's kind of a film that charts the movement of celestial bodies. And you're following that up here with this new film, Crosswalk, which kind of charts the movements of human bodies, but still has something of a celestial element. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you describe Crosswalk and its origins? That's pretty interesting. I hadn't quite thought of it like that, but I think you're absolutely right. Maybe I've made the same film twice in in a different way. I I wouldn't say that. Um, With Crosswalk, I've also gathered the images probably over a decade. I don't exactly know how long. But my intentions were somewhat different. Whereas with Observando, I I was on a hunt to, you know, understand astronomy. And Crosswalk, which is a film of Good Friday processions in the Lower East Side, which is the neighborhood I live in in New York. Good Friday procession, that's like the Stations of the Cross for those people that are familiar with the rituals of the Catholic Church. Yet they're externalized onto the streets of New York. So I'd grab my Super 8 camera and run down and just kind of walk in the processions with the 
processors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and shoot a roll of film. And I didn't really think I was setting out to make a film. I was just filming the procession in the way that I know how. And, uh, you know, I'm a New Yorker and half Italian, half Irish. I'm, I'm well-versed in my Catholic rituals. So I knew exactly what was going on. It made it really kind of simple mm-hmm. for me to, you know, fall in and, and understand where I was and all of that. Mm-hmm. As you said, you shot it on Super 8. Mm-hmm. You were editing here on digital. Mm-hmm. And... Could you talk about maybe how the film's going to end up? That's true. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. This is going to, going to be my first 35 millimeter film. Yeah. Also, I'm moving towards a deadline. The premiere is going to be at the New York Film Festival, and this film will show on Saturday, October 2nd, mm-hmm. in a program called Views from the Avant-Garde, which is programmed by Mark McElhatton and Gavin Smith. It's many programs of all the you know new artists, exciting film and video that's been happening all year. So let's, uh, let's look at some of the film, and maybe there's things we can talk about and we can listen to some clips from it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that, first of all, that little symbol we just saw there, that's mm-hmm. an actual um, crosswalk sign that I went out and shot with oh. my iPhone and brought it into the mix. <laughs> well, it does look like the film Countdown, you know, one of those logos. It does so, a yeah, little bit, yeah. right? One of the main supporting characters in the film are, are the police that That's you're constantly correct. seeing throughout. And they're kind of witnesses to this. New York's finest. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it, they do tend to serve this metaphorical function as well. I mean, you're consciously framing them in shots, obviously. And, and I wonder if you can talk about how you see the police their role in this? Well, it's kind of twofold, you know. On the one hand, this is, you know, New York City is like the great public space in a certain sense, you know. Everything takes place on the streets in New York. We live out loud, right? Mm -hmm. So I love this aspect of, you know, the way that space is controlled but allowed simultaneously, and it's kind of a give and take between the people that are trying to process here, the, Mm -hmm. the processional a church, and then the cops who are actually processing along with them, sure. but with like a whole different intention. So they need each other to exist somehow in this space. But then, you know, when you look at it from the mythological tale, I mean, wasn't this exactly what happened, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. You know, at least in the story of Jesus being led through the streets and, you know, all the centurions around. Yeah. and I mean, They do feel like the Romans. I know, they feel yeah. like the Romans. Yeah. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. It's We've changed the clothes, perhaps. Right. Well, and this is remains. a great moment as well, and that's what kind of ties the cosmos and the natural world you know, that sets up those ideas early on in the film. Yeah, I was really happy when I listened to my field recordings, the sound uh, recordings, to hear the birds. Mm. And to, you know, it reminds us that this is all happening at the beginning of spring. Mm. And a lot of these holidays and the way, the holy days and the way that they um, coincide with holidays, it's, you know, it's not a mistake. Sure. You know, these things are really tied to the cyclical nature mm-hmm. of the seasons. And the sun and the sun, after all, we all realize that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I, I wanted to always have, like, the more pagan aspect, I suppose you'd say, mm-hmm. which is to say the, the tie to nature to be also an important part of this as we are experiencing the urban environment. Mm-hmm. There's several examples of where we see trees sure. and... I use the shadows well, of the trees the shadow, yeah, and exactly. the shadows of the cross right. to, like, you know, have the life and death aspects being mm-hmm. simultaneous. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, like you said earlier, the the makeshiftness of this is so. These crosses almost yeah. There's a couple of two by fours. Yeah, now together. they're metaphorically a burden <laughs> rather than an actual burden. Yeah, and and just uh, the variety of Jesuses that you see throughout this film. Um, it does become a role that you know people take on, and and is somewhat malleable, like this idea of Jesus. And yeah, it's every man who suffers. Yeah, yeah. I've been told um, that by um, some Catholic friends of mine in the neighborhood that the person who plays Jesus each year, it's an honor, of course, to be a part of the procession, but mm-hmm. that that person, um, is, he does it out of his own uh, personal sense of need mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and requests that he be the person to play Jesus that year because he needs to deal with, you know, have that so, meditation. Yeah, yeah. Um, when, yeah, I mean, there is torment palpable on some of these people's faces. And there was a great moment a moment ago when uh, one of the Jesus locks eyes with you and your camera and how there's some shots here where you're integrating yourself into this yeah, procession. I'm part of the um, procession. Yeah. That was one of my favorite Jesus is just passed with that amazing mustache. Oh, you like him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, He's the saddest Jesus, I he think. He is. He's really mournful. Yeah. But then he also looks like one of the Ramones. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you bring up um, the Ramones, but there's a lot of popular music in this film sure. you may have uh, noticed. Well, here's the Mr. Softy tune, which yeah, is ubiquitous yeah. in the streets of New York starting in the early spring. But there's lots of different tunes that I like weave uh, throughout right. because this is, a, you know, very normal mm-hmm. when you're out on the streets in New York. You mm-hmm. know, cars go by, they got their windows rolled down. The, you know, you have your summer tunes that are playing from mm-hmm. all different types of music. Um, you know, there's reggaeton, there's salsa, there's the Beastie Boys hip hop, there's mm-hmm. some other rap music, mm-hmm. kind of more gangster rap, mm-hmm. and Mr. Softy, and, and <laughs> what else? Oh, and some uh, like no wave punk music that I use in there as well from Teenage Jesus and the Jerks. <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> thing to me when looking through all this footage too is that there's people aren't really watching the mm-hmm. procession it's not a parade mm-hmm. you know you do see workers or like people come out of their storefronts and like spend a few minutes you know thinking about it or trying to figure out what they're looking at but right. there's it, there, it's not really a spectator sport mm-hmm. you know it's kind of for players only well and even the people following in the procession just seem kind of locked in their own private worlds as well mm-hmm. and 
undaunted by this uh, complete chaos yeah. that's happening all they're, around. They're spiraling, yeah, in their wake. And it does seem, on some shots, exclusively um, women that -hmm. are following behind in the procession. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that I didn't, I wasn't aware of while Mm -hmm. I was in the procession because I was, it's kind of emotional, actually, these processions, you know? I mean, a lot of the songs in Spanish are asking forgiveness for, obviously, for the, you know, people's sins, Mm -hmm. but also referring to themselves as, you know, the poor and the downtrodden. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, these these are things that I guess are cliches in a way, but when you're actually walking through the streets of the projects, it really has a totally different meaning, you know? It's like, it feels very present and palpable. So I didn't, I wasn't always aware of all of these other issues. It wasn't until I started looking and editing that I was like, oh, this whole role is all children, Mm -hmm. or this is all teenagers, Mm -hmm. or this is all women. Mm -hmm. Or I actually could see in some of the footage where the men and the women separate and go there and have their separate Hmm. areas. I I wasn't aware of it then. Hmm. And I don't often shoot in the streets. It's not my um, usual way. Right. So it's kind of unnerving, mm-hmm. actually, to be out there with a camera and capturing something that somehow feels very private at the same time as it's very public. Right. It, it was a funny space to be in. And I felt very... Um, I gave myself the permission to feel uncomfortable and mm-hmm. to continue because I felt like I really understood the story. Mm-hmm. I knew why it was mm-hmm. happening, and that gave me some kind of right somehow yeah. I, for you myself. Felt yeah, yeah, sure. And you're clearly doing lots of in-camera, like a lot of this edit work is, is in-camera. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd responding say. Responding to the moment. You know, more than half of what you see is in-camera edits, sure. probably three quarters. Mm-hmm. I pretty much, you know, film is expensive, as everybody knows. <laughs> And I would actually limit myself mm-hmm. every year that I went out. I just shot one roll of Super 8, and mm-hmm. that's um, three minutes worth of time. Mm-hmm. And the procession takes, traditionally, it takes three hours. Mm-hmm. Well, probably two to three hours. Wow. Those are the three hours from noon till three o'clock. That's the traditional time that the Stations of the Cross take place okay. on Good Friday. That's from the apex of the sun, and it's waning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're supposed to understand that as, you know, the, the wane of power right. of, uh, of, the, of Christ, of Christ sure. on, during the Passion. Sure. Which is why I have that clock tower in there, you mm-hmm. know, that's nearing three o'clock. And I know that everyone won't understand it. It's, some things are legible to some people and some people will understand it all. I don't know. This scene is interesting because it's the only one where Jesus is not a live person. Yeah. Where they carry... The uh, effigy, do right. we call it? I, the, that sounds right. I think yeah. so. I mean, I'm not sure if the Christ statue. gets a special yeah, term. I don't either. <laughs> but in the glass box, like Snow White, who yeah. will also be resurrected. Yeah, it does have that Snow White quality. <laughs> and then also, uh, I mean, it kind of feel, Jesus feels like one of the, you know, like a dead homie, you know. Like yeah, totally. Four of 40 out here. Absolutely. Are fallen. I mean, you know, we're passing through the streets of the neighborhood and mm-hmm. there's graffiti and, and memorial graffiti murals to mm-hmm. dead people everywhere, mm-hmm. local friends. And when there's great shots like that where, you know, in another film, it might look like a, a, 
just a quintessential New York street scene, but it, in this it becomes something out of Bosch or something. Or, I always call you know. that last shot before that we were just watching where the feet are coming straight on you. Yeah. That's the Montaigne yeah. shot. And I refer to it as <laughs> yeah. that in my notes. Yeah. You know, with that like incredible foreshortening and the sure. feet of Christ are right at you. And, and this was also really influential to Pasolini, you know, who, of course, grew up in Italy and right. looked at these images. I mean, they're, they're timeless, yeah. these faces. Yeah. <laughs> I called this the gangster priest scene. Yeah, that, <laughs> that guy, that guy ain't messing. And this is a little piece of local history here. Um, this church that we see in this scene is St. Bridget's, which is on Avenue B at Tompkins Square Park, and it was um, shuttered recently. A lot of, a lot of, I guess the Catholic Church is um, on hard Haunted. economic times, like everyone else, and shuttered a bunch of. Uh, churches and whole mm. parishes have disappeared. This is a good Ernie Gare shot. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that moment, too, that shuddering was kind of palpable to me, not even knowing that, because mm. it's one of the few moments of the film where you're seeing city life without this pageantry going on. And in the context of watching this film, you kind of do feel that loss, that uh, those scenes feel very kind of secular and empty and hollow and yeah. missing the fullness life of the people yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. True. even though there's people walking through them but mm -hmm. yeah that, so that shuddering is, is evident i'm glad to hear that yeah, yeah. this is all shot uh, from my roof <laughs> even it's kind of the god's eye view we're right. looking down at the street where you can really see it's always interesting to look down at the street and see mm -hmm. all the painted street signs mm -hmm. and looking down on jesus and the followers as they walk through the streets mm -hmm. It increases the sense of gravity, literally. Right. Yeah, yeah. You feel the, the weight the, of everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've shot several films from my roof. I have another film called Eclipse. Right. And uh, that was all shot from my roof as well. Mm. So it's like my little shooting studio up there. <laughs> and there's the clock tower. With the, of course, you have to have the thunder behind. We all know from the Hollywood movies. The, as soon as Jesus is about to expire on the cross, the thunder starts. Three o'clock strikes. Phantom zone. Now we're in the phantom zone. And you know, that phantom zone, for those who follow the tale, is the, that there's that three-day period. You know, you have Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and then Easter Sunday, which mm -hmm. is the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So there's like this in-between period, not really dead, not really alive. And that's where we are now with all the image being in negative. Mm -hmm. It's like the ghosts walking through the city. This is great here. This is uh, Jesus walking past Moishe's homemade kosher <laughs> bake, bake shop. shop. Right. This is like the great bakery in the Lower East Side. Everyone loves Moishe's. Mm -hmm. They make the best bread, the, all the best pastries. Mm -hmm. The kosher. Uh-huh. The kosher bakery. They've been there for a long yeah. time. And we're now in front of the Emigrant right. Bank. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, these are all landmarks of the neighborhood, which well, is... And then he, he becomes a statue here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's frozen... Well, it's something that recurs throughout the film, too, this, like, theatrical frozen tableaus. Yeah, yeah. 
the city keeps moving, but everyone just kind of stands still. The ponytailed cop. Yep. Yeah, no, that's that chiaroscuro there. It's so great. And the last shot of the film, which is just some worker standing there with the piles of mushrooms that he's delivering to the deli, mm -hmm. looking at Jesus and listening to the reggaeton music <laughs> as it comes from the truck. Mm -hmm. um, last note about that, it says Made in Loisida. It's the first title we see at the end of the film, and that's what we call the Lower East Side mm -hmm. in, in uh, Spanglish. Right. You know? <laughs> it's called Low East Side. <laughs> I've always liked the way the, the ancient and the modern can coexist. That's like really interesting to me as, as a concept. I love updated classical stories, you know, and uh, was very steeped in all kinds of mythologies as a child, you know, of which we could include, you know, the Bible as one of those texts that, you know, I was familiar with and read along with Homer and, you know, et cetera, right? So uh, that's like kind of a, a deep-seated interest of mine in general. Well, as of now, this film hasn't been seen out in the world, so I'm very curious to no, see. me too. <laughs> how it finds its place in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. So thanks very much for talking this afternoon. And uh, yeah, the film premieres at the New York Film Festival October 2nd. And uh, then we'll be traveling to finer cinematechs throughout the country and world thereafter, I including so. the Wexner Center. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks, Judy. <laughs>